welcome to episode number nine, number nine. of Dial a Drummer. And you're somewhere right over there. I'm Shannon Corey. That general office. I'm Brian Stevens. Welcome to Dial a Drummer Some today. semblance of Brian Stevens today. <laughs> and I really had hoped we could do the entire show with these on. But I either want to do a Ray Charles or a Stevie Wonder impression right now. I can't see anything, man. They are definitely dark. Holy man, moly. I, I can see the Kena flows up there. I can I can see <laughs> it's as bright as the sun in here. You can't really tell, especially if you watch the recorded version of this. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you can take them off. All right. right. You, uh, that was our attempt to hum- uh, eclipse humor. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it is as bright as the sun in here. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, if, if those would work, that would be awesome. Hey, people are starting to filter in. Uh, great to see you. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Us out. Yeah, it's it's Monday today. If you're watching on the live stream, it's Monday, but it's a little after four o'clock today. Right. Uh, with the eclipse, we wanted to be able to be real. Well, you're always a real human being with a real life. I'm the guy who just kind of ignores what's on the calendar. <laughs> For average humans, and uh, just because you're too busy. (laughs) No, Uh, I want to make sure we could enjoy the eclipse today. And uh, did you have a particular place picked out that you went to go see it? I was just in my yard checking it out. It was pretty cool. It's amazing how it, you know, definitely graded out a little bit. It was pretty neat. Got some neat pictures. Yeah, we went down to the. um, There's a swimming tennis right around the corner. From my house. Right. Um, well, in our subdivision, but around the corner from my house. And uh, so we went down, and all the people that don't have real jobs or straight jobs or, you know, jobs with nine to five. Cold and sick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rosemary was so sick today. I don't feel good. <laughs> uh, all, all the people that I can, blame it on the eclipse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I am. I'm going to blame anything that I say today that seems out of character. Okay. Or not quite right. Right on the equi- uh, the eclipse. See, I'm not. I can't even talk right. I can't even say it. I can't. I can't even get it out. Of, I can't get the word. It never out. happens. That's yeah. why we don't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So today we're talking about. Um, we are talking about in ear mixes today, and how to set them up easily. Yeah. We're talking about different ear options, in ear options, to make monitoring a lot easier for you. And I'm going to do something I normally don't do. I'm going to give a shout-out to Charles Gardner, who just checked into the live feed. Nice. Hi, I Charles. see you, Charles Gardner, right there. I see you. He's my buddy. Uh, I am actually monitoring some of the live feed stuff today, just so that we can have a little bit more interaction today. Playing um, with his iPad. Yeah. <laughs> my hope is that uh, uh, one of the things that is going to be a real focus for us the next month or so is to really hop up the live engagement. Right. So uh, in in saying that, uh, there's a number right behind our heads. And you want to tell them that number? This wonderful number is 844-833-3786. If you, yeah, if you call that number, you can actually talk to us on the show. We're here. We're actually live. Yeah. If it's Monday. It's not tape delayed live. It's yeah. actually live. If it's Monday, wherever you're at watching this, looking at this, and you're on the live feed, then feel free to call. You actually can still hear the show if you call, so you're not going to miss anything. And if you have any questions related to drums... Or specifically today's topic that we're talking about, which is in-ear monitoring. 
Or if you have suggestions as we get into the conversation, feel free to call. Yeah, yeah. Give if you've us got something. any kind of tips or tricks or anything you'd like to share with us, please, by all means, do that. You can also, and this is where I get to go to that camera right there. I dun, love dun, this. Dun, I'm starting to, if I'd stop talking about it, I'd really be nice and polished. Uh, so, yeah. So, also, there are other ways that you can uh, you can interact with us uh, throughout the week. You can email us at dialadrummer at gmail.com and today one of the things we're going to do is open the brand new website dialadrummer.net you'll be able to uh, get in touch with us through the contact form that's there you can sign up for the email list and you can also hashtag us on any of the social networks make sure if you're uh, playing a gig this week if you're doing a recording session if you're doing anything if you're practicing and you want to show us what you're practicing post it on a social network and just Hashtag us with Dial a Drummer. Hashtag Dial a Drummer. We would love to check out what people are doing Absolutely. throughout the week with drums and uh, just see what it is that, that folks get into from week to week. And please, by all means, share us with all your friends. We're across all the social networks right now. If it's Monday and it's, uh, let's see, 4.17 p.m. in the Eastern Standard Time, we are across YouTube, Facebook Live, Spreaker, Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, which is kind of not really six. It's like five and a half different social networks. And there may be even a few other places that we're popping up on the internet right now that are completely family friendly, <laughs> but unexpected. So uh, anyway, so yeah, those are that's kind of what we're doing today. We are going to talk about in-air monitors. We're going to unveil the brand new Website, nice. the new Dial a Drummer website, and uh, that's where you're going to be able to go and get uh, the podcast. The audio podcast uh, will go live today. The feed will go live nice. by the end of the week. It'll be in iTunes. So if you use the uh, podcast app that's on your iPhone, you'll be able to uh, listen directly from your podcast app. You can subscribe to us and have us right there in your pocket all the time. All the time. Uh, by the end of the week, we'll be in the Google Play Store. We'll be on Stitcher. We'll be all over the interwebs. On every platform for every age bracket. Exactly. And uh, hopefully the uh, the content will hit someone at every one of those points at some point in time. And if Just I have trying to share some knowledge, yeah. And if I happen to drop a you know a, a profanity of sorts, as long as you're not watching live, I'll make sure to bleep it out. Yeah, you, know, you, you can listen to this in front of your parents. I promise you. <laughs> I promise. So uh, let's uh, let's get drop right into the topic. Let's do it. Which is in ear monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a topic that maybe even five years ago, we wouldn't have really spent a lot of time on because people would not uh, need this nearly sure. as much. And it was expensive. It was very expensive. Uh, just in the past few years have some options become available that um, make it easy to do this. And by the end of this show, there's going to be a very affordable option that I'm going to tell people about. Another surprise nugget. Oh, man. I got a big surprise for you. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to make this even more affordable to get great sound in your ears. And uh, I think that one of, especially now in 2017, one of the big misnomers is that the only people that really worry about these things and in-ear monitoring for their instruments are working professionals. Right. And, and that really isn't the case. No. 
because with b- between uh, guys having really nice practice room setups and more and more people having their own home studio setups, being able to hear and hear in a home studio situation, hear what the mics here sure. is becoming even more important. Even in a live situation, a lot more, say, you're, even if you're a weekend warrior, a lot of these clubs now have digital boards. Yep. So, and we'll get into that later, but there's apps for your iPad, your iPhone that allow you to monitor. So we'll get into all that as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I even <clears throat> showed up last Saturday. I had a gig just at a sports bar, Beer and Wings. Yeah, not a fancy gig by any means, but uh, we show up and there's a, a Behringer XR18 that we're using for our front of house PA, nice. just like the one we're using today uh, for all of our webcasting that we do. <clears throat> and uh, instead of monitor wedges, you know, you are expected in some way, shape, form, or fashion to be able to use a set of ears because with the Behringer XR18, there's six individual outputs. So that you can get your own mix, but you've got to have some ears. Some ears. Yeah, you got to have some ears and some way to amplify the sound to get that into your ears and at the right level. And that's what we're going to talk about. And with the ears, it can be as simple as just starting with the buds that come with your iPhone. Mm -hmm. You can start very simply. I mean, you can jump up to Shure has basic in ears starting at about a hundred bucks. Yep. You know and. That is also a lot more affordable than it was, you know, five, ten years ago. Right, right. It can get pretty expensive. Let's let's talk about the two types of ears that people can get. There are two types of ears that you can buy. You can buy what's called a universal fit, which is what we're wearing today. Right. And with a universal fit, they generally come with a variety of different tips. tips. Mm-hmm. And you, um, you can... Pick the tips that best fit your particular ears or – and I'll have to look and see on these if I'm doing it. On one of these sets of ears I'm using, I actually use two different types of tips. Gotcha. So like right now, I've got the medium-sized, you know, round tips on these things. But I do have one set that I use where I put um, a foam – insert on this side. Versus the rubber tips? Yeah, it yeah. gives me a little bit more isolation and couples it to my head a little bit more. Sure. Uh, for certain kinds of gigs where I need a little bit more in that particular ear. Uh, but so there, with the universal fits, and, and there are a ton of different manufacturers from um, from Shure to Sennheiser to AKG, I think has a set. Yeah, everybody does at yeah, this point. Everybody has. And Audio they, Technica's got some out now. And they'll, they'll run that price range from uh, 99 bucks all the way up to about four or $500 for the universal fit. Um, and we'll talk about the pros and cons of those in a second. But the other type is the molded fit. Right. That's where you actually go to an audiologist uh, or you go to a place that sells these. And we actually get fitted for these with a mold. Right. They'd spray this purple goo in your, in your <laughs> ear. It feels really bizarre. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like something climbing in your head. And, um, and then – that uh, that real pliable material hardens to the shape of your ear canal and your this is uh, this is called the penae or the penna depends on what what part what of the country you come from the panaman that's a pen on my ear right there that's how I used to say it in nursing school that's nice. a pen on my ear right there um, the it, it molds itself to the to part of the penna of your ear and to your ear canal so that you get a really nice tight seal. 
Uh, and there's also, when you get a tight seal on, on an ear monitor, you get a little bit of a coupling effect right. uh, that allows you to get a little bit more uh, low end. Kind more of low resonates. end, more isolation. Yeah, it resonates a little bit. Hey, you know what? There's a person right there. I'm going to do something totally. Uh, do it. Take there's, it. This is, this is great. We don't have a call screener today. I'm just going to hit this button. Actually, I'm going to hit two buttons. And we're going to find out who is on the line. And we're just going to talk to them. We're going to see what they have to say about this stuff. So here we go. And who do I have on the line right now? Well, it's George Sandler. Oh, my gosh. What's up, George? George Sandler in a return visit to the show. (laughs) It's good to see you or good to hear you. I'm a (laughs) two-timer. Two-timer. That's right. What's going on? How are you going? Guys, how are you? Great. Doing great. George, what do you use for for ears? Do you have a universal fit or a, a molded fit? Uh, universal art. I have molded a molded fit. Here. fit. Okay. I have a, molded, I have a molded fit. For years, I did a universal fit, and for a long time, and I've been using in ear monitors. Oh boy, since about since they became the technology became out, I, I think I bought a PSM six hundred, which is the Sure yep. uh, wireless in ear unit. Yep. I bought a used one about two thousand. Oh, okay. So you go back a, a ways with this. Two thousand. I've got one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had this for a long time. It's been something that, you know, because I tend to do a lot of stuff, especially I've been back then, I was doing a lot of stuff at church, I still do. And I was using an MPC 60 with loops and stuff, and it was just easier. Oh, you yeah. Know, it was just easier to go that route with it. For sure. So, but, so I used the Shures for a long time. I probably should take, should have taken stock out in the company because while they are great <laughs> in air monitors, they are, they're not – cables would short out. Yeah, they're yeah. not roadworthy. You know, you, yeah. An earbud would break or whatever. So I went through a lot of them. Right. I'm teasing something. Hopefully people will notice. Save I'm teasing. <laughs> for, for those problems that you have with universal fit uh, in-ears, I may have a solution by the end of the show. Yes, I, we, we have spoken about that. Yes. You know that I'm on board to grab some, if for no other reason than to have a backup pair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're going to let that little cat out of the bag in a second. Go, I'm, go ahead. I'm not going to say anything, but I, I had thought about, I, I, I don't, is it okay if I mention the company that I'm using? I'm not oh, really yeah. endorsing yeah, of course. them. But, no, 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 absolutely. Okay. I um, hooked up with a, with uh, what's his name, Andre from Alien Ears, okay. out of uh, Florida, and he does a great job. I mean, when you call over there, nine out of ten times, he's going to be the guy answering the phone. Right. So Even better. For me, it works, right. and I've got the GH, which is a quad driver. It's two base drivers, a mid and a high. Gotcha. If yeah, you're going to spend that much money, good. It, and it's, it's it's worth it, I guess, to have a company. I know for me, especially with studio equipment, um, I like spending my money with companies where if I have any sort of issue, I know there's a person on the other end of the line that's in this hemisphere, right, on this continent that I can talk to right. about my issue. Absolutely, and so absolutely, I, that's a and, huge benefit there. I guess. Yeah. It's a very big benefit. I mean, it's, you know, I had considered uh, buying another set as a spare, and probably what I'm going to do is talk to Brian Stevens about his thing as a spare when it comes up. But for right now, the, 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 they have done well. I've had to replace a couple of cables, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're the universal. Uh, I think both sides have two prongs that go into the bud. Yep. I had my ears... I had the molds done here in Roswell, 
at a place, and I think they, I think it only cost me fifteen or twenty bucks. Oh wow! And That's you know, I could, Alien Ear says that you can do it yourself, but I feel like there's certain things you don't do yourself. Transmissions. <laughs> yeah. um, Make cut, sure. yeah. cut your own hair. Put stuff in your ears. Right. Yeah, cut your own yeah. hair. You know, circumcisions. You shouldn't do all that stuff yourself. And yeah. definitely squirting goo into my ear yeah, to no get thanks. a mold. I just felt like I need to turn over, turn that over to someone. That's, who is a that's a good call right there. Oh, I tell you what. I, so, yeah, you know, I just think that you're asking for it. But yeah, I think that. Um, I think they have a website yeah, have a for website. that. <laughs> Yeah. I was holding off. I was not going to say it. Oh, but sorry. Still family friendly shit. As much, that's all right. As much as as much as you and I work, yeah. I I'm with you, man. I have two kind of what I call in ear rigs. I have a little rack, uh, a seven, an eight space rack with a with a head the PSM in it and, yep. a, and a little mixing board, so I can send I can take a signal from wherever they're giving it to me. Yeah. And run it into a channel on my mixing board, and then if I'm using loops or whatever, I do that for myself and send one side to the house, the other side back to me, so my volume doesn't affect theirs. Sure, right? sure, sure. And then I, I have another little setup where I have a little mixer, and it's a kind of in a suitcase. Perfect. Yeah. So George, can you hang with us a bit? If I put you on hold for just a second. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put you back in the queue for a second. We're going to actually, I'll bring you back in when we talk about uh, workflow and those kind of things. I'd love to hear exactly how you're doing your particular thing. I'm just going to put you back in the queue. You'll still hear us. Thanks for hanging with us, man. I appreciate it. We'll come back to you in just a second. No problem. problem. And that, friends, is the beauty of Dial a Drummer. That's it. On, call, on call Mondays, response. yeah. On Mondays, while we're live, you can call that number eight four four eight three three three. And it seven, provides eight, another six. three yeah. seven eight six. You I'm, got it. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. Also provides with more information another company, Alien, Alien Ears. Ears. Exactly for for a fitted uh, option. Yeah. And there are several different. I mean, there are a ton of different companies. Ultimate Ears, yeah. Alien Ears. Uh, there's some company that's the same name as a, a year of some sort, like 1976 or something. I don't right. Know. Uh, 64, I, just, I think. 64. Okay. <laughs> Is that right? They didn't send me a pair, so I didn't used, get the name right. I have the West Tone Molded <laughs> Ears. They're a four-way driver. I've been with them for a long time. And yeah. Got a nice deal at the NAMM show years ago, but right. I've been real happy with them. Right. And there's a lot more companies now than there also were four or five years ago. Right. Which is, you know, makes it a lot more affordable. Um, and drivers have gone crazy. It used to be a single driver, mm-hmm. two, three. I think they're up to eight now. I think they have like 20 drivers in every year now. If you're willing to pay like $8,000. Now they're big enough and they have spinners, but they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 1984 all over again. <laughs> Break into electric boogaloo. So there's a lot of options with the ears. You want to jump into the yeah. So let's let's talk about we're going to talk about the the actual workflow or the processes, man. And I'm having to I'm looking down every once in a while on camera. If you look, I see I see folks like Anthony Godfrey, who's a great front of house guy. Uh, my buddy Daniel Switzer from back in the, uh, the Mississippi days. People are dropping in the, and watching a little bit of the the live stream. It's nice. really cool to see you guys. Um, so we're going to talk about workflow because one of the questions that I generally get from people that are especially people that are not a little more technically motivated sure is they think it's a really expensive and very complicated process and sometimes just the thought of oh i got to carry more gear gets right. in the way 
but simply. So, so if you want a total no muss, no fuss, a, a way to do in-ear monitoring, you can just pick up any number of different uh, headphone amps. Mm-hmm. The one we're using right now that drives our ears for the podcast as we're live is made by Sterling Audio, which is a Guitar Center brand. Right. And I think I paid, uh, on one of their sale days, I think I paid 40 bucks for it. Nice. So it's very, very simple. You just take... Um, take some kind of line from the board and go straight into and it has a stereo or a mono option you just go straight into that headphone amp i'm going to put pictures of this as i'm talking about it on the recorded version you'll see pictures of this visually Uh, you just go right into that headphone amp and you put it somewhere near you and then you plug your ears into that generally with some kind of extension pretty simple yeah very very simple no muss no fuss and then whatever is coming out of the board is what's going into your headphone amp. Right. And in those cases, usually there'll be someone there that can make adjustments for you. Um, but let's talk about the the option I think you and I both uh, throw towards people when they first ask about really doing sure. this sort of thing. I'll start with a simple one here. Go for it. All right, so the example we've got today, mm-hmm. can you see that? Yeah. So we're using a, a Behringer Xenix 502. Yep. And basically you've got one XLR input, and then you got three stereo channels. So what you can do simply is you can take the line in from the board in the house, come in XLR or quarter inch, however their aux sensor is coming to you. So this channel becomes basically your overall volume, and you've got EQ. Plug your headphones into the headphones, and it's as simple as that. A line in, and you've got control of your volumes and basic EQ. Something that George touched on is... With stereo channels, let's say you've got to refer to your drum machine or you're running loops. With these stereo channels, you can plug them in to these stereo channels and hear those as well, and you can control your own volume. So this is a very basic, easy way to get started. These are, I think they're $39.99. Yeah, you can get much them super, any store. super cheap. And they're small. They're easy to cart around. Fits in your... You know, you could probably put it in a big stick bag if you had to. Yeah, and the real advantage of using one of these as opposed to just a straight headphone amp is you've got a couple of options for input, so you have more than just that straight feed. But even just on your monitor send itself, you've got a high and low shelving EQ. So you can kind of build in this nice little smiley face EQ that just makes everything sound a little little bit better. better. Absolutely. And uh, that's one of the great options uh, that is built into this that immediately will make things sound better. One of the uh, one of the problems that a lot of guys will complain about with ears is um, a lack of sense of low end. Sure. So with that low shelving EQ, you can at least dial a little bit more a back in your back. ears, Absolutely. as much as your ears will hold. And you can get a little bit more of that uh, happening in your head. Especially you, depending on what kind of ears you're using as well right. will affect that sound quality a bit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and and like Shannon said, you've got some other options there that you can you can plug in uh, a click track. Like uh, what I would probably do, I would I would take just you know. A, I'm having to look down here and do this. So I would just take a cable that goes from uh, an eighth-inch stereo plug to two mono left-right 
plugs. And you just go right into uh, one of these channels here. And now if I've got, uh, let's say, an iPad or, or, or your phone, yeah, your I mean. phone, or time a rhythm watch, any kind of device that's helping uh, give me the time and I'm using it for a click uh, or some kind of uh, solid time reference for the gig, I, now I can adjust that. And I can adjust it in relationship to the monitor mix. Right. So if I want to, if I want to put it super loud compared to the monitor mix, if I've got a band that has bad time, then I can just use them for a reference. Right. Kind of like I do on demo sessions. Well, and this is nice too. Let's say you're using a click or referencing even the, let's say the songs on a yeah. song list. It's only coming to you. Right. So you have control of how loud you want it sure. or don't want it, or if you want it panned in one ear and or in center. Right. You know, you have a few options there. So it's a very easy way to get started. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you've got you've got a, a couple of things that you can do. Usually, when I tell people to, if if you're singing drummer, I usually tell people to go one step up. So that you, you can get another XLRs. And so what I'll do is I'll take a, a, an XLRY cable mm -hmm. and I'll plug my vocal mic into that XLRY cable and I'll send one leg of that to the front of house and I'll send the other leg Back to, yourself. to myself and I instantly have a more me mix. So instead of That's having nice. to rely on the front of house guy to give me enough of my vocal, then I just got a knob that's just right there. That's a good idea. I can Absolutely. always go. And, you know, a Y cable costs you about 8 bucks on Amazon. Super, super easy uh, for the singing. And you pay about $10 more for the next version of which is like a 702 or 802. The other thing that that Y split works well for, mm -hmm. if you carry – Let's say an extra overhead, yeah. or just to throw up a room mic if you feel like you need a little more presence in the room. Right. It's a real easy way to throw it up without having to get the house guy involved or yeah. anything as well. Yeah. You, so there's a lot of ways little you tricks. can. Yeah, you can mm. use that more me mix uh, that really does help you hear more of what you need to hear at that particular moment. I've gotten to where now about eighty percent of my practice time in ears mm -hmm. uh, for two reasons. One. I'm trying to develop my touch uh, in the way that the microphones hear the drums and the way that I play because so much of what uh, I do is recorded. And on the gigs where I'm playing and I'm mic'd up, I really am more cognizant of how the mics hear me sure. versus how like I, I sound on a stage playing to like 10,000 people or something. Because especially for a big venue, whether it's a, a two thousand seat theater or a you know twenty thousand seat coliseum or something, that room is so big, and the PA is so loud in yeah. a concert situation. You still got to be able to play dynamically, right? And 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 the people in the audience are not hearing your drums right. coming from you; they're hearing them from the mics. So uh, for me, knowing how to develop a touch that works well with the mics it is a lot easier to practice that sure. day to day in my practice time if I just do that in my practice room. I've got my drums mic'd up. I've got a mixer where I can put together what I need to hear. And as I'm hitting that snare drum, I'm hearing what the microphone hears. So if I if I you know hit a clunker of a backbeat, <laughs> I know not to do that again. Or if, if I'm hitting the backbeat in a way that maybe it's choking the drum out, or it's uh, it's getting me the 
it's giving me the sound I don't sure. want. Just get your ears more accustomed yeah, to what's really going on I in the live situation. Hear that. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a different kind of training. It's a different kind of ear training. I've got the West Tone fitted plugs. Okay. Okay. So just they're just ear protection that's that's custom molded. And so the other, I'd say of the other 20% of my practice time, about 15% of that practice time, if I'm not using any ears, I'm using so some, some kind, kind of, of protection. Yeah, some kind of hearing protection that's a bit uh, flatter in response. Sure. That's uh, for, for people that that really aren't hip to the, uh, the molded hearing protection. Uh, through your insurance company, you can get them from an audiologist for about two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you get these graduated filters that you can go anywhere from fifteen dB up to about twenty five or twenty nine dB of gain reduction, and um, it's great because it just sounds like somebody just turned the stereo down right. on your drums, and uh, I find even sometimes on a jazz gig I'll use them. Just so that my ears don't get fatigued. Fix that high end out a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. just put a little uh, nine uh, nine dB filter on there, and it just takes a little bit of that brightness uh, out of your ears, and it doesn't take the color out; it takes the volume out. Right, right. And so you can you know play in a way that feels comfortable, and all of a sudden, uh, it just naturally is at uh, a volume that you could listen to for three or four hours and, I, and not have any problems. Right, and I will say once you switch over and you get Start getting comfortable with it. Yeah. It's hard to go back. Yeah, it really is. You know, because you really don't want to hear the bouncing frequencies in a room or the volume. Yeah. Like you said, even that nine dB that makes a diff. Makes whole, a huge difference. A lot of difference. Well, and Absolutely. and whether I'm using uh, earplugs that are molded or I'm using some kind of in ears, one of the the things that I like about that kind of monitoring situation as opposed to a wedge is that now a lot of the anomalies of the room primarily slap back. Yeah. Go away. That's one of the one of the most difficult things for me to deal with a lot of times, especially if I'm playing with a band who maybe some of the members, their time is not quite as solid sure. as you'd like. Yeah, They're <laughs> affected by the, you know, the, 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 tempo, <laughs> the tempo tends to creep toward either up or down, creep toward the slapback time. Right, right. So, uh, so a lot of times that slapback can affect the ability for the band to really keep the tempo locked and at a steady rate. And so as soon as I pop the, ear, the in-ears in and I get a mix that works for me, the room sort of disappears yep. at that point and all those anomalies are gone. And the big advantage to the in-ear thing is that it eliminates floor wedges that have to be so loud. A, right. it's got to be louder than your drums so you can hear it. Then it can create these bouncing frequencies and slapbacks that Brian's talking about. And also, once you switch, you realize the volume doesn't have to be very loud in no. your ears. So it's really nice. It's not like you're going from monitor wedge volume and just putting it in your ears. It's a drastic difference. Yeah. So you go home with your ears not ringing, right. and you've protected them, and it sounds better, and you've had more control all evening, which is really a nice thing. You know, when, when you're 17 years old, that ringing is like a badge of honor. You're like, that rock. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, best show ever. Best show ever. <laughs> but then by the time you're 47 and you're straining to you're hear like, the toaster oh, clicking, <laughs> till your toast is done, you can't really tell. You wake up with a headache and you're like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> For me, I've I've really always been very cognizant of 
the volume of things around me, mm-hmm. uh, even from a very early sure. age. And now, especially because I make money with my ears, uh, between being a recording engineer, being a mixing engineer, and even doing some front of house mixing, I mean, I make a lot of money on my ears. Right. And so for me as a drummer, to find a way that allows me to hear the things that help me to play better and also protect these very valuable assets that are on my head. Um, yeah, ear monitoring is super, super important. Uh, and and what not only um, what I'm hearing, but the volume that I hear it at. Right. I find that uh, at first I thought when I started using in-ear monitors, I almost kind of thought, wow, I can really get this thing really cranking. I can right. really rock out. I'm going to play louder. Yeah. What I found, though, is because, especially with a good setup where things are mixed well, I actually listen to it a lot softer. Yep. I, I really You become less. more in tune with what you're listening to because yeah. you're paying more attention because you can hear it yeah. instead of all these rolling sounds and frequencies that you normally couldn't control. Right. So let's step up one level of difficulty. So, so somebody has gone and they've gotten one of these 502 Behringer-style mixers, uh, and they find that they're kind of capping out. Sure. Uh, maybe you have more inputs that you need to listen to. Maybe there are other things that you need to be able to to hear other than just, say, a monitor mix and a click. This is my own personal mixer that I carry around. This is a, uh, the big brother to what we were just looking at. This is the Xenix 1002B, and I guess the B is because of the form factor. This is Brian's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's personally branded. Uh, my whole life is heading that direction, by the way. Uh, anyway, so the, the great thing about this uh, 1002 uh, is it's got several different types of connections. So I've got plenty of XLR connections mm-hmm. if I want to do, if the uh, send that they're sending to me from front of house is an XLR. I've got one of those. I also can do the more me with the vocal mm-hmm. so I can do a little Y and split myself out. I can also put up an extra mic just a little bit behind my head right. so that I can have a more me for the drums just to hear what the drums yeah, sound Absolutely. like in the space, especially on um, – if I have to play very dynamically, mm-hmm. you just put that mic up and you just can roll that thing in. And it also, this particular mixer also, you can see some of the labels there on the bottom. Uh, I, I usually, when I'm doing these kind of gigs, I'll have several other inputs. I'll usually have an iPad that I'm using uh, for my click if we're just running on a click with no tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I tend to use uh, the Tempo app from Frozen Ape. And uh, we'll put a picture of that up as well. And uh, so that goes into uh, this channel that you see. Like a weatherman, I'm going to learn how to look in the monitor (laughs) and move my hand to the right spot. So there's a... (laughs) There's an iPad click here that uh, I can plug that in. And I can either plug in uh, stereo or mono, and I can control uh, the panning on it. That's one of the things I love about this is there's panning on uh, the back half of the channels. So uh, a lot of times what I'll do in those cases is I won't put the click straight in the middle. I'll put it to the side so that, uh, like, I put it opposite of the hi-hat. And for me, it's a great way to kind of measure my time, especially if I've got to play around the click. If I've got it over to one ear and I've got my 
hi-hat in the other side, I can really hear whether I'm on top of the click, if I'm wanting to play behind a little more relaxed, or if I'm wanting to push forward a little bit sure. and get on in, in the front of the, the beat, then it's really nice to hear that click only in one side and the time reference, like, say, the hi-hat in the other side. I can, in real time, get a little bit of a, a barometer for where I'm sitting there. But you'll also notice things like if I am using a laptop and uh, tracks, I tend to uh, at least split them into two channels. So I'll have, say, out of the left side of a stereo send, I'll send uh, the click just to me, generally. I'll send it just to me, uh, unless everybody in the band needs to hear it. Uh, like if we're syncing to video, right, sure, I may, I may sure. have the click in, in everybody else's ears, but most of the time it comes to me. And then I'll split the right side and I'll send part of that to front of house and I'll send the, the other, other leg of it directly to my ears so that I can hear the programming uh, in a channel. And again, I'll, uh, I'll play around with the panning depending on what I want to hear. But now that I've got a mixer like this, all of a sudden, more I can I can make that happen. Yeah, if I've got any kind of uh, electronic drums, again, uh, with digital mixers, I don't have to do this as much because sure. I have a little bit more of a, a little bit more control. But uh, a lot of times, when I'm using, say, my DTX12 or some kind of multi-pad, yeah, some kind of multi-pad, some kind of electronic drum thing, I'll split the send on that and send it to a channel of this so that I have my own personal leveler for where I want the electronics to be. Right. If it's something where I'm, uh, say, triggering, and I just want to, I want to hear what the trigger's doing against the d the drum sound. Split that too. Yeah, I kind of split that and be able to kind of mix it in so that. I can I can make sure that dynamically I'm doing what I need to to make the trigger do what it's supposed to do, uh, or if I'm playing, let's say I'm playing electronic drums alongside acoustic drums, which I do a lot. Uh, I can really kind of get them at an equal volume so that I can play somewhat dynamically with the electronics. Right. And being able to to really hear a direct feed of that as opposed to coming all the way through front of house and back, it just really helps. Sure. Being able to just have more control right. without getting too complicated right. on every possible option. And the thing that I like about this particular Behringer unit, and it's the reason why I use it, is it doesn't have knobs for volume, channel volume. Right. It has these great little faders. And so with the faders, uh, it's a little easier for me to make real fine adjustments. Sure. You've got a longer throw that you can work with for volume. And uh, it's a lot easier as I'm playing to just kind of reach over and know that I'm in the right spot when I'm grabbing one of those faders as opposed to a knob sometimes. The other advantage to using a mixer is versus just a headphone amp is that you, don't, you have better preamps on a mixer. And also with a headphone amp, usually you're bringing one signal that splits off into multiple headphones. Mm -hmm. So you don't have any individual volume control. You just have volume control over the one input source. With mm -hmm. this, since you have the ability to separate things out, it makes life a lot easier, like you're talking about being able to multitask yeah. the volumes. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily want everything as loud. Right. You know, some guys like a click, stupid loud. Some guys want to barely hear it. Right. You know, so it gives you that freedom of uh, 
control. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that's great about this this Behringer is that you've got, again, you've got a bunch of different connections so that um, I can get XLR, I can get balanced or unbalanced quarter connections, or I even have RCA connections on here. Occasionally, if I'm working with... Um, you bring the cassette deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turntables, man. Turntables. Right. Uh, sometimes if I'm working with a DJ, some, some DJs will have a split out that because the way DJ mixers are built, they'll have split outs that are RCA. Gotcha. It's just it's just the the way the components work together for those guys. So if a guy has a, a separate split, like if I'm working with DJ, he's got a DJ mixer, and he's got a separate split that's RCA, I actually have an ability to get that into two channels without some kind of adapter. I mean, you know me, I'm anal, super anal retentive with this stuff. So I've got every possible combination of male, female, XLR, quarter inch, eighth inch, RCA, adapter cables. Absolutely. But uh, there are there are times when I'll pull up and either that adapter is not there or um, maybe I ran out of them. Maybe I'm using adapters on some of these other channels. So just having that there, uh, I would say that 15% of the time that I need it, uh, it can be a lifesaver. Sure, absolutely. So uh, I want to thank everybody that's, uh, that's leaving comments. Uh, Anthony Godfrey, I'm going to read a comment. I hadn't been able to do this until now. Uh, Anthony Godfrey says, With today's in-ears, several drummers have complained about an, an emotional disconnect because of how much isolation occurs with the molds. Mm -hmm. A simple solution is to add an ambient mic into a spare channel of this mixer, just like what we talked about. Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate you uh, sharing that. Good point. Anthony's a front-of-house mixer that uh, also spends part of his time working for Peavy oh, uh, nice. back in Meridian, Mississippi. And, uh, yeah, th that... Uh, that ambient mic, and it can be anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a real expensive microphone. No. It can be just pretty much anything you might have. Right. Just take an extra stand, throw it up behind you if you're a drummer, or wherever on stage, or, you know, if you can put it in front of house somewhere. But right. I generally like to put another one behind me, just yeah. above, kind of centered in the room, pick up the room sound a little bit. And as we move into, we're going to go one more level of complexity. Uh, in this one more level of complexity, I have noticed that some of the Aviom-style mixers now will have an ambient mic built onto them. Oh, nice. So that you can actually, and again, it's probably just a little, you know, $20 uh, carbon uh uh, transducer. It's you know, like you'd see in a cassette recorder or we'll, something. But we'll it's just come back enough. and do another show on digital mixers going to the next level. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, that's yeah. a whole other show. But this device is pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, and I tend to use this a ton in the studio. We're and, sponsored by Behringer today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. make really handy stuff. Yeah, Very they affordable. They make some, some great stuff. Uh, this actually came out of... Uh, I'll send it over to this camera. This actually came out of my studio today. But uh, I see these on, on live gigs a lot more. And since, uh, since you need power for this, uh, we can unplug that. Um, so this is a personal mixer like you may see uh, for different headphone uh, sends on a gig. Uh, in this particular one with this, um, this Behringer PowerPlay 16, you've got 16 individual channels that the front of house guy can route either individual channels or groups of channels to any one of these 16 channels. And so you can put together your own mix of everything quickly, of everything directly at your seat. 
Very nice. And so usually one of these things will either uh, live on a, a mic stand or some kind of, of stand so that it sits right next to your drums. And you can sit here and just, if I want more kick drum and it's in channel one, this is where the, the rear overhead camera would work wonderful. Right. We'll have to put that in soon. Um, I can actually go into channel number one. And uh, how about here. Do, Let's you, flip it here. I tell you what, you do flip that for right camera. There. Swap that camera and yeah. you can see it better. So uh, let's let's say uh, let's say the kick drum is on channel sixteen since sixteen's nearer to me. Right. I can just hit number sixteen, and now I've got volume controls. And on this particular unit, I actually have EQ controls. Nice. High, mid, and low on each on each one of those channels. So if it's a better. kick drum and I want a little more low end just from the kick, I can I can dial that in on my own little mixer here. And I can do some panning, and I can mute things. Like if I have an obnoxious background vocalist I don't want to hear, I can either turn that person down or just easy enough hit the mute button. <laughs> right. And one of the, the wonderful Got things it. about this particular uh, kind of mix system, uh, especially if, let's say you're a church drummer, mm -hmm. and you play the same church but not every single week, you can pick, I usually pick a number nobody would pick. Like I'll pick, not number nine because the Beatles, everybody knows the Beatles, but I'll pick like 11 or 12, some number that's a little out of the way and I'll save my preset for my mix in number 12. Nice. Now, if you pull up and you start using number 12, you and I are going to have issues. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> pick Don't a different number. Space. Pick a different number. Uh, but yeah, so you can actually save your setup into one of these. And uh, when you come back, you know, two weeks later, whatever the guy did last week when you weren't there, you can immediately get rid of it and go back to what you Not had as a starting place nice. at least. The, the next level thing I was talking about was uh, in this kind of setup. Normally what I'll do, and I'll flip over to this, uh, this wonderful camera here that we have set up. I run these in tandem. So let's uh, go this way with it. So what I do is instead of plugging my headphones into this thing, mm -hmm. I actually will take the line out, the stereo line out, and I'll go into two channels on my mixer. And I will uh, then be able to do two things. If I need more gain, I can actually use this other mixer to get more gain. Take advantage of that preamp. So, yeah, so, and sometimes they don't really set up the. Uh, this is really getting in the weeds with the techie yeah. geeky stuff, but keep it simple, Brian. Sometimes if you if you get a front of house guy that's not really well trained, he may not have the gain staging set up great. Right. So these things can be incredibly noisy. You get a really high noise floor if you come straight out of out of these with the ears. So what I do is I uh, come out at a volume that's kind of reasonable, works with the noise floor, and then I can get the extra gain I need out of out of this. Um, so yeah, so I'll run this alongside of this, and all of those wonderful things that we talked. about about that you can do still have that mixer. option still have and that you can control it from where you are versus having to try to get back to the front right. of house guy and, and what i find a lot of times in gigs that use these kind of mixers is uh they only have 16 channels right and if it's a large enough band uh even with some grouping you're going to run out of channels. You know, they may put all the background vocals on one channel. Right. But if the keyboard player has two keyboards and a laptop. And, and they're some running other, in stereo. Yeah. Yeah. It goes it, quickly. You can run out of channels on these very, very quickly. So all those things that I like to do with um, getting my e-drum 
individual e-drum volume, my uh, track versus click from my laptop, all that stuff that I, I can get from one of these, I don't have to worry about this doing that job for me. I just, you know, if anything, I save them some channels. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, um, if we're starved for channels, then I just break out everything into this, do what I need, and everybody can kind of work in here. Nice. Nice. Uh, so that's that's sort of the uh, the really the super. Yeah, yeah. We go all the way from super super simple, just get a headphone amp and get some ears happening, all the way to super super complicated, where you uh, you really go in and you can do uh, even more between a mixer that has a lot of different input types and. Um, one of these personal mixers that's meant to allow you some more control. Uh, now, I will, since I'm using my iPad uh, today to kind of monitor our Facebook, I can't really do it. But uh, I, one thing I do that may be a little different than most guys, b- because one, I run front of house occasionally, uh, like every week somewhere, um, <laughs> when I say occasionally, um, but because I do that and because so many places that I play or groups that I work with uh, use digital mixers now, I usually have every app loaded for every digital mixer Likewise, available. I do the same. Yeah, so... No matter what venue you go to or if it's a church or... Right. You have that app already on your device and yeah. it makes life... So much easier. Yeah, and and it takes this concept of that personal mixer, the Avion-style mixer, it takes that and blows it out on steroids at that point. Right. Because, uh, you know, like with the XR18, I can just dial up my auxiliary send, and I've got all the faders for every channel, and I'm sending that to my ear mix. And then all I'm doing is I've got this mixer and the pad right next to it, and I'm able to make adjustments, and those adjustments happen in real time at the moment. And I can also have some individual analog control over those other things. So that's uh, that's one variant of this kind of system where we just have an iPad alongside this, and I can manipulate all those channels instead of having to ask a front of house guy. Right, to keep changing everything. <clears throat> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many working guys that I see as a front of house guy who don't have an iPad and they don't take the time to learn these different apps. Or there's some cases where that house engineer doesn't want to share or allow you to get onto the right. app. It's like, but I can help you right. make your job easier. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that a second because there's some ways you can massage that. There's certain Just things that you can. Pull this. Let's see if I can pull up your Behringer real quick. Okay. Should there, give people an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. So there are some ways that you can talk with, like uh, like with the Behringer app specifically. Uh, with most of those apps, you have to put in an IP address. Right. And so. You know, if you walk up to uh, the front of house guy and you say, hey, I've got this app that I usually use uh, to be able to control my 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 own in-ear mix, I can make your job a lot easier. Um, if, if you could just tell me what the password for the network is and maybe the IP address for the mixer, I'll take care of everything. Don't worry, I'll stay off of your main mix and you'll never even see me. Like, you win a little bit more confidence. Yeah. Always if you be have, nice to the sound yeah. guy. He's, he yeah. can make your life real difficult real oh, quickly. <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, that's one of those where if you, if you sort of come hat in hand and say... Uh, I'd like to make your job easier, and I'd like to 
have you forget about me after right, a while. Right, right. Uh, you know, essentially. And you ask a few very specific questions like for things like IP addresses for the mixer. Then usually those guys are a little bit more confident to let you in um, to, to do those things. And then there are some systems, unlike the Behringer system, where you need that information. There are some systems that you can just get into if you know how to get into them. <laughs> and uh, you never Super even tell sweet. the guy that you're doing it. Right, right. <laughs> I, had, I had a gig over Christmas that was like that. They were using one of the Midas consoles. And, um, and, and he was one of those guys that was very territorial. And so all, all I did is I just do, do what I do. And uh, I just... <laughs> He kind of hacked into his system, and uh, it was kind of nice because he had the password for the router written on the top of the router. So you know, you just Smart. yeah, you just walk right over the board and you look at the router and go, "Oh, there's a password, okay." And uh, you know, you hit the one button that allows you to have the access that you need, and uh, nobody sees you really touch anything. And all of a sudden, you're in. You get to do everything you need to do, and you, I, I, and you yeah. don't complain once all night, and they love you. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We can't forget about Georgie on the phone. Yeah, so let's let's go back to George a second, since he's uh, he's been so nice to sit here with us. So George, yes, sir. Hey, there you are. So you're using I'm, a Behringer mixer in your studio, right? I have a in my studio. I have an X32 compact. Okay, and uh, I, I don't use. I don't. It, it's, it's pretty traditional for me because my studio again is just for me. So what I do is I take. Uh, I take a mix out of that out of my mixer and mm-hmm. run it into my headphone app, right. and that's how I monitor. Okay, you know, that's how I monitor. Where where my thing is for live, I, I was listening to you guys describe the various types of ways to do it, and uh, like I do a, an every Wednesday night gig down at the Ten High, we do soul live band karaoke, and the way that works is I've got a, a, a setup there that, that stays there. They've got a, a Mackie mixer. I think it's the 1202, the one with the four XLR channels, and then, you know, so forth and so on. So one channel is the mix from the Behringer. They have a Behringer X32. Right. The big boy. Yep. So I get that mix from them. And then the other, there's two channels. One is click, and one is is the track. And we use, for a while, and I know this sounds antiquated as all get out, but they're using an iPad, an iPod. Okay, sure. Storage device. the reason why, because... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a great storage device. You don't need internet for it. And I've got one as well that I use for tracks when I play with my cheat trick band. Yeah. You know, the, the Dream Police. So basically what happens is they, you, you get a what, – what I do is I have a direct box, a, two, uh, a two-channel direct box. Okay. And so you run into the direct box, and the XLR out for the track goes to the board. Yep. The click, nobody else is hearing click – in that situation, but me. So the other side of that, the other side, you know, it's got parallel inputs and outputs for yep. quarter inch. Yep. It goes into two channels, yep. one for click, one for ta- one for track, and I mix accordingly. And then I have an iPad, an iPad Air two, yep. not the not the brand new one, but it's still great. That I run the X thirty two Q app yep. on, and I mix my own. I have my own mix. Yeah. And what you said is absolutely true. Most places, <laughs> I and mean, I've played. Um, Mad Life has a Midas system, yep. and they've got – there's a Midas app. Right. Uh, when I play sometimes with Steve Wardy, has a QSC system. Yep. I've got a QSC app. Yep. Uh, app. Uh, there's, a, there's a PreSonus app. There's, they're, they're just everywhere, and it's just, it's just so much easier to use your iPad to mix yourself. And most guys are pretty cool about giving you the, I, the IP addresses and yeah. so forth yeah. and so on. But 
Because it helps them. It makes their life easier for sure. I know with personas, they can actually lock the permissions. So like if I'm running for a house and I'm having somebody that's on my network or, or several somebodies that are doing their own in-air mixes. We had a, a, a band I was doing some stuff for a couple of weeks ago. And everybody either had uh, an iPad, an iPad mini, or an iPod touch to do their own headphone mix with. With the persona stuff, you can actually kind of lock the permissions. Right, so right. you can say, all right, that person Absolutely. that's on. It's Aux 3. Yeah. Right. Uh, iPad mini. Uh, singer dude, all he gets is aux three. Right, he can't do anything else. Right, and uh, and uh, in some cases where I actually have to do a live gig where I'm helping to mix uh, front of house or mix monitors for wedges and things while I'm playing, uh, you know, I'll actually kind of open up the permissions so that I don't accidentally do something. Sure. You know, if I'm, if I'm helping with right, monitor mixes, right. I'll kind of lock myself out of the, the front of house so I won't mess that guy up. But George made a great point. <clears throat> you know, if you've got an iPad or an iPhone, go ahead and download all the apps that are available, and, and then you're prepared. Yeah, and they all have demo versions. Yeah. So you'll have, like if you get the Behringer app, there's a demo for all the different models. Right. If you get the Personas, if you get the Midas, all of them have demo modes so that you can actually get your hands dirty with the mix interface. Absolutely. And you're not really doing yep. anything as far as sound, but you can find out how to get into the channel or you can find out, you know, how to change the view if you only want to see your channels that are specific to right. you. You can you can do all these different things in the demo mode so that you're already kind of a yep. seasoned vet by the time you get on the gig. And 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 it's yep. it's like learning anything else. Yes. Whatever you do, don't go to the sound man and say, "Hey, can you show me how to use this?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> They'll just ignore you. Yeah, they, they've got too much to do. Exactly. So. I tell you, my thing is this: I have over the years, you guys are talking about how to get the sound to you via headphone apps and so forth and so on. Right. In your live rig, and this is what I found out, and you may agree or disagree. I've got two rigs, both with little little mixers. Mm-hmm. One has a Yamaha MX t- MS10, mm-hmm. which is kind of the basic their their version of a Mackie twelve oh two, right? And the one I found is that I prefer using those mixers because, like like Shannon said, I have that headroom. If you're getting a signal yeah. that's going to a headphone amp, sometimes I know that the theory of it, and I think this this is true. If you're taking a quarter inch from a board, if that quarter inch is too long, mm-hmm. you lose. You lose low end. Yeah, yeah. You can only go about maybe twenty five or thirty feet before yeah. you start losing big time. Right. So I always in both of my rigs I have a cable that I had I had made mm-hmm. with a ninety degree that goes into the mixer. Yep. And then a regular regular XLR out. So not it's a core it's a sorry, it's an XLR cable and it's about thirty feet long because I don't know where I'm going. Right. Sometimes I need a lot of space, sometimes I don't. If there's a case where the quarter inch is coming out of the mixer, then what I'll do is I'll take a small uh, quarter inch cable, Mm -hmm. run my direct box all the way to that, and then plug my XLR into that that goes into my mixer. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Keeping that that signal strong. I don't have to ask anybody for anything. Right. One of my racks has a little Yamaha 31 band band EQ Mm -hmm. in it. One of them doesn't. But I think having the mixer does help with headroom. Oh, yeah. It's just The thing is, I do a lot of gigs where I'm using in-ears. I think if you had to 
number of the gigs, the amount of gigs that I'm using in ears versus monitors is probably 80, 20, yeah. 80%, 20%. And if you had the and choice, so you'd stay with in ears. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I was saying earlier, once you go to in-ears, it's hard to go back to a monitor because it just doesn't sound as good. It's and terribly you hard to go back. And yeah. you can't control anything. Right. Right. And for me also, I sing. And so when I'm wearing in-ears and singing, it's so much better. I can control okay. what I'm hearing. I don't have to sing as hard, which means I can sing longer and I don't, you know, blow my voice out. So Sure. And, and Brian, you, you also know this too. If you're, if you're used to being in the studio where you can have – just about anything you want in your mix. Oh, yeah. And you craft it and you design it that way. It's hard to not want that when you're playing live. Right. And that's why those apps are so cool because I can do my toms. I can, if I want to, I can pan them maybe. Mm -hmm. Or I can have a full mix of, of all my drums. And I don't have to worry about some guy, some some sound guy. And this is not for every sound guy, mind you. But some guys go, well, what do you want toms in your mix for? Well, because I do. You know, <laughs> yeah, because I just do. Sounds like a good idea. Because you know, I actually I, hit them. I mean, <laughs> one of the real advantages for me, um, because so many of the gigs that I I don't really have one group of people that I work with day in and day sure. out or week in and week out. I'm constantly dropping into new situations or different configurations. Um, I'm always running into players that I've never played with before. Uh, the, one of the little dirty little secrets that I'll tell you about the way I use in-ear monitors is if I've got uh, a guitar player, a keyboard player, bass player, uh, it's a little harder with bass because bass sort of is everywhere, even sure. if it's not in your ears. But if I've got um, a player whose time is not great, I will intentionally get that person out of my mix. I totally agree with I, that. I've been doing it for de decades in the studio. Yeah. You know, if somebody's keeping me from being able to play the feel and the consistency I'm looking for, then they're getting out of my mix. That's Absolutely, the man. moment I started using in-ears in a live situation, that became my secret advantage on a gig where I had players that didn't really think about their time much. So at the uh, moment moment yeah, I get I'm them out, me. man. Yeah. The moment I turn I them out of that mix, man. I have a question for you guys. If sure. You, if you ever experienced this? This is a quick question. Yeah. Especially on the older Avium units. I have found that on those units, the more you put in there, the it gets cluttered real quick. It's almost like a yeah. digital log jam with those yeah. things. Yeah. 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 The conversion. So, so much data had, at, the t yeah. at that time. Well, the, the, the A to D conversion of those things was – at the time, it was it was sort of like um, trying to use an iPhone three to take a picture with. It's a horrible camera sure. unless it's the only camera you have. Right. And at the time, exactly. that really was the only available technology. And so, to keep it as affordable as they could, we're talking now what more than ten years ago. Um, they they had to use a, a little bit. Uh, cheaper conversion than what we can experience now. And so that really caused two problems to happen. Number one, you had a, a much narrower um, bandwidth on signal volume before you would 
one of two things would happen. Either if the signal wasn't nearly enough going into the converter, you'd get a lot of noise and a lot of weird interpolation. Or if you went too much, even if you weren't clipping the converter, you'd get um, this really squeezed, compressed sound. Well, that was the first level of it. Now, take 16 channels of that. And when you've got a less than advantageous codec that you're trying to, because it's all compressed when you you get into that conversion, A to D conversion. Uh, Once you compress it times 16, channels uh, with that older codec, it just got really nasty sound. And you're right, it is. It's a digital oh, log yeah. jam is what it is. That's a great uh, great analogy. It's a digital log jam. And then, like, even I found it on the Avium 2. Now, some of the other systems is not so much, but it, it makes you really think about, okay, what do I really need in my mix? Yeah. What can I live without? Right. And you go from there. Like, I know I'm going to need click. I need a little bit of track. I need the lead vocalist, probably one of the guitars, keys and drums, and then everything else is going to kind of go take a back seat. Yeah, what I would, what I did a lot of times on those older systems is, I would prioritize what what I needed to hear. So if I needed to hear uh, the bass player and the main rhythm guitar player, they would be very prominent in my mix, and maybe say the lead vocal, Uh and then everything else would be just enough that I could hear it but not so much that it would kind of layer on top of itself and and create that log jam we're talking about. So, you know, I I, I really was trying to work against the the codec a little bit to hear something that was usable uh, just by sort of de-emphasizing some things in the mix. Just enough where I could hear it, but not so much that it yep. would compound. So yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right there. You're you're definitely right there, George. Thanks so much for calling and hanging out with us for so long, man. We're gonna open we're gonna open a website and get out of here. Thanks, George. Well, Appreciate you checking thing. in. I had some- yeah, yeah absolutely. we'll talk anytime. to you again real soon, man. Call in anytime. See you, George. Yes, sir. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So guys, that's George Sandler. He's a working player around town. That, Great player. Uh, that, Great uh, singer. Yeah. Good good all around guy. So. Uh, I think we've I think we've covered this. Yeah. Be sure if you've got any questions, uh, anything that you would like to uh, to table, things that we can help to clarify. Uh, you can send your questions to dialadrummer at gmail dot com. You can uh, put those questions in our social media feeds and just hashtag them dialadrummer, and we will definitely not only will we reply to you with an answer, we'll actually table that on an, an upcoming episode so that we can um, let everybody benefit from the clarification or from the answer to whatever your question is. So uh, th- there's something else, a couple of things we haven't done today. Let's do it. There's a couple of things. A couple of things. So, uh, so this is episode nine. Nine. And the one thing that we haven't done, we haven't... Um, we have we've released the videos, but uh, we haven't made it even easier to uh, to get Dial a Drummer, which would be as an audio podcast. And one thing I've wanted us to have is a website that people could go to right. to get all of this stuff. But it would also give us an opportunity to have a platform that we could use to do things like put very in-depth tutorials. Like if we wanted to put a tutorial for drummers specifically on how to use the Behringer app, we could actually do one of those and put it on a site. It wouldn't get lost in YouTube. It wouldn't get lost in some of these other places in the interweb. People would know, I can go to Dial-A-Drummer and they're going to have something there for me. Um, Maybe there's something that you're practicing that you want to show everybody. That you want to put together a quick little two-minute video and be able to post it somewhere that people that are part of this community 
folks that are on the other side of that camera or on the other side of an earbud, that they could uh, lock into those things. We're going to make that available today. What? <laughs> what? But before we do this, see, I teased it. I, I did. I, I probably teased it too much. But um, the other thing that I wanted to do to specifically today, one of the things that has been frustrating for me as a working musician is uh, the fact that, uh, one, in-ear monitors are expensive. Yes. Uh, at the, the bottom tier, well, my heart goes out to guys that uh, that are younger that don't make a lot of money on gigs. Yes. Uh, I can't tell you how many times as a front-of-house person when we're using in-ears that uh, a band of 20-something-year-old guys will show up and they have their same earbuds they use for their phone right. as their in-ears. Right. Guys, that's the worst thing in the world you could ever yeah. do. Not only will you not be able to get these little systems loud enough, uh, the, the before pro- blowing them up, <laughs> before blowing your ears up, right? You know, you do that enough, you're gonna you're gonna have uh, hearing loss that's exponentially worse than if you just had a really loud wedge because you're putting this piercing stuff right into your ear, filtering it right into your ear. Right. So, um, so those guys, I really have a heart for. I, I I really wanted them to be able to have an affordable option for something that sounded great, that worked great, that. Um, that they could afford on a reasonable budget. For somebody like me who I'm using these things just about every single day and I'm really rough on gear. Uh, At the end of the the gig, I'll pull these things off and just throw them into something. Invariably, if I if I try and baby don't it, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, if I if I uh, take these things off and I set them on my floor tom, sure. I don't know how this happens. If I take all the care in the world to wind it and set it gingerly on the floor tom and kiss it before I walk off, it will in three and a half seconds end up on the floor. And then you step on it. And I step on it. <laughs> and it's broken. Right. And when you're 240 pounds and you step on something. It ain't coming back. It's stepped on. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't tell you how many times I've bought the four or $500 Universal Fit Sure in-ears and I've stepped on them. So what do you have that you're teasing us with here, sir? Uh, well, what pray <laughs> tell are you talking about? So for the past year, I've been wa- working with a company out of China uh, to and 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 I use that with the utmost respect because normally when we think of China, we think cheap. Uh, I wanted to make an in-ear monitor that was affordable mm-hmm. because if I step on it, I don't want to have to cringe and think, well, there's another $400. Right. It goes to the house payment. Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, I'm going to miss the electric bill this month because i got to buy in-ears or something. Right. Um, I also wanted something. My other gripe is this, and, and it's a good thing I don't have a sure endorsement because I wouldn't after I make this statement. Um, whether you're buying the $100 version or the $500 version of the Shures or the Sennheisers or it. Almost all of the sub five hundred dollar universal fit in ears sound awful. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a dual driver or or three drivers or I don't know what about. I do know what about, but I don't know what about <laughs> this. Uh, having done this for a year now, I know. But um, 
I don't know what about those makes them so so expensive, but sound so horrible. Sure. Uh, so I, I set out a year ago to find a company that made some great sounding in ear monitors that were universal fit that I could work with to design something. First for me, something mm-hmm. I would be happy with, something that I could put through the rigors of the things that I do and would hold up. I might not could step on them two or three times, but <laughs> but I could be rough with them and they would sure. they would hold <clears throat> up. But more than that, I wanted something that sounded amazing. The audio quality is there. I wanted something that would actually help me. That's something right. I've noticed with some of the a lot of these other universal fit ears is that you do tend to run them a little bit louder because you're not really hearing a great yeah, audio picture. It's kind of this middle of the road. Yeah, you know, the stereo field is not great. The range from high to low is not nearly balanced enough. If anything, it's kind of mid-rangey. So I started working with a company out of China. And to keep it affordable, I did my dead level best to use components from their stock off-the-shelf uh, supply. Nice. But we tweaked some things. Okay. We tweaked the the frequency response of the drivers. We tweaked the fit. We tip. We tweaked the components that are in the package. Uh, even the, the quality of some of the cables. Tweaked all these little things. All these little short game things to come up with an in ear uh, monitor. You and I have been using now for our ninth episode. Yep. Quite some time. And I've been using these in the studio, exclusively in the studio and live now for over six months, the finished prototype. I've also given some of these, uh, the prototype models, to about a dozen different drummers around town. And I've got nothing but incredible feedback Feedback. from every single one of them. Uh, And that's what we're rolling out today. Let's see it. (laughs) Let's see it. Stop teasing the fine folks at all. This is is called, well, we're actually wearing them right now. And I will pull my out and put them in the camera so that we can actually kind of see this thing. So, uh, and I'll have pictures that will switch over to your cam there. Hey, this one? Come on. That one, yeah, right there. there. How about that? So, this is called the, uh, the branding on it because I've got several other products we're coming out with later in the year. The branding on these is called uh, the Session Ace and uh, these are the Session Ace ESTs. And uh, they're specifically the ear monitors that I designed for myself that I wanted to be able to make available to everybody else out there on the other side of that camera. And with the Session Ace EST, it's EST because everything sounds terrific in these things. Uh, That's pretty good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that a lot. Um, These things sound like a great pair of studio reference monitors with a sub. So if you were to sit in a studio and hear a nice balanced mix where you heard detail, you heard high end, but it's not hypey high end. It's just nice, gentle high end. You heard a nice, robust, full low end, and the mid-range is not harsh. It's just true. You hear what's happening. That's really what I was shooting for with these things. So, um, So... what you get, and it's an entire package. Okay. And I will tell you this, uh, in putting this package together, 
no one has um, a package that has all of the components that you'd need to go out and work immediately like this one. So with the Session Ace ESTs, you get uh, not only the ears themselves, which are a a pair of universal fit ears um, that fit very nicely. They're kind of stylish looking too. Yeah, They kind of got a carbon fiber look. Yeah, they got a, a carbon fiber look to them. Um, it comes in this amazing, uh, water, water resistant case that clips and nice. snaps. It's fancy. It's nice and fancy. And, uh, I won't take the time to totally unpack this one, but when you open this box, you're going to get several things. Uh, you're going to get, uh, the ears themselves and they're, well, you know what? I might as well, because people want to see what they're spending money on, right? Uh, you get the ears and this stereo cable, uh, and these cables are actually detachable cables. So if I just grab right here and pull, and and they're in there too. It's a nice oh, fit. It's it's a super nice fit. Hang on a second. I'm gonna try not. Here he goes trying to break them. <laughs> I told you they're robust. So yeah, it's the these two prong universal uh, universal cables, and they fit right into the ear. They just pop right into there. So this set comes with a braided stereo cable, and it comes with a set of uh, sort of a silicone, medium-sized, round ear tip. tip. So you get those ear tips. You also get a package that has large and small of these round silicone uh, tips. And there's a medium set in this particular thing. Again, people want to see their money, Brian. Um. There's also a set of medium gauge foam comply ear tips. So you've got so you got the best of both worlds. Yeah. So if you like the silicone and you get a nice fit out of the silicone, you've got a large, medium, and a small in the round silicone. You've got a medium size of the uh, the comply foam that just fit over there and. Uh, I tend to use, uh, when I'm using these tips, I tend to use one of the rounds and one of these a lot of times. But that's not all. What? But What else is there, There Vanna? If I want extreme isolation, uh, I like these triple flange silicone tips. Oh, they kind of stagger. Oh, yeah, yeah. So not only did I put large, medium, and small tips in here, you get two pair of large, two pair of small, and two pair of medium. So whichever size fits for you. Uh, Or if you're weird like me where you have to use a medium and a large, like one size medium, one size large, you can kind of mix your ear canals are different size. That's okay. That's all right. It's weird. But uh, so I put two pair of each one in the package. Okay. So you've uh, you've got that. There's also another cable. Because I, I had a few people that asked me, man, I love these things so much. I want to listen to my music with them. Uh, I also wish I could use them and just uh, have them on my phone. Since I listen to my music on my phone, I'd like to be able to uh, use these same things on my phone. So guess what? We're throwing in another cable that has uh, – both of these cables have the memory wire on them so that you can kind of shape it around the back of the ear. Nice. Uh, so this this cable also has the memory wire, uh, but it has a microphone on there. So if you wanted to use this – So you can answer your phone. Yeah, you can answer your phone. It's got the same kind of controls you'd normally find uh, to answer your phone and do all that kind of stuff. There's a little button right there for that, that kind of cool. thing. So you get two different kinds of cables. Um 
I, I had them gauge the length of these cables so that they would be exactly the length you would need to go to a wireless pack. The one right. thing we didn't talk about in the, the in-ear monitors is I don't run an extension from the headphone amp to my ears. I use the, the Shure P, PSM 800s mm-hmm. uh, wireless uh, unit to go from my monitoring setup into your device, and right. I, so I have a pack. Mm-hmm. So I had them uh, cut the length of these cables so that they fit perfectly for a belt pack. Okay. Now the problem with that is if you want to run to one of these, or if I happen to forget my um, my wireless pack, which I've been known to every once in a while, never. Uh, I've also w- decided to put in a ten foot. Extension cable. Nice. That's uh, eighth inch male on one side, eighth inch female on the other side. And this isn't some you know cheap uh, rubbery Hosa cable. Right. This is an actual uh, mesh woven extension cable, and it's uh, it's pliable so that it actually can hide it underneath your clothes pretty well if you needed to. Nice. You need to run it down the back of the shirt. So that actually comes in the package as well. You get the the 10-foot extension cable. Uh, You get two of these collar clips. So you basically attach the cable to a collar clip, and that anchors to the back of your shirt or whatever costuming that you're wearing so that you always have, um, you have an anchor point so that these things aren't tugging all the time and falling out and uh, ending up on the stage. And it also kind of wrangles the back of the cable as well. Right. So it's not all hanging three feet outside your head. And uh, and the thing that I have yet to see in almost any in-ear setup is there is an eighth-inch to quarter-inch adapter. adapter. Nice. So if you are doing one of these setups where you're going into some kind of headphone amp, you've got... The, um, the you've also got, connector. Yeah, the actual adapter. So all of that is going to be available. Into this lovely little case. Yeah, it fits into that case. And uh, all of that. Here's, here's the real kicker of all of that. So uh, here's this great package that has everything that you need. They sound amazing. They do sound really good. Well, thank you. And, and, and that's the feedback that I got from so many drummers that I asked to to take prototypes out and really rode them hard is I wanted them, I asked them, I said, number one, tell me if they feel comfortable mm-hmm. uh, or do they get annoying at some point? You know, some sometimes with universal well, fits, they just, they... With extended wear, they get... Yeah, they, they, get they either get super itchy or they start to give you a headache or any number of different things or worse, they just fall out. Right. You know, that, that's a big problem with them. So these fit great and... Um, my real test for the sound was I sat down in a quiet room and I sat down in a chair and I closed my eyes and I put Celie Dan's Asia on. And sitting and listening to Asia in these in-ears, it sounds like Steve Gedd was sitting in front of me. That's as good as it gets once right we there. Got, <laughs> once we got to the tuning of these to that point, I, I, I signed you off signed and I off. said, nice. we're done. We're done. So for the folks at home wanting to know – yeah. What is this special care package going for? So the whole package, normally, uh, to get sound quality like this, you'd have to spend over 500 bucks. Easy. Uh, to get this much component, uh, especially with that case, you'd have to spend two, $300 at least uh, because I want as many people to get this as can. We're going to make these available uh, for $99. $99. 99 bucks. Did you hear that? For all of that stuff? 99 bucks. Wow. 
it's cheap enough. I want it to be cheap enough where not only could someone order one pair of them, they could order two. Right. Kind of like George was talking about ordering one as a as as extra a pair as a sure. backup. You Absolutely. always have a backup. You put it in your stick bag, put it in your uh, in your road case. You've always got a backup if you need it. Because the cables are detachable, you were talking about before with some of these. If uh, if a cable shorts out, which it's not going to, but if it does, it's about fifteen dollars for a brand new cable. Boom. Well, and even in this situation, you've got another cable with. You, yeah. you just pop the ears onto the other cable yep. and you're and, good to go. And once we uh, finish getting the website fully up and running with all the accessory options, we'll uh, have those up for sale. Yeah, you'll be able to order just. You can order just the uh, the cables themselves. So if for some reason after about six or eight months, if you just beat the crap out of these things and it shorts out, you can buy another one. And for the cable will be one million dollars. <laughs> 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 so uh so yeah if you if you go to uh by the time people watch the recorded version of this the archive version or they hear it in the new audio podcast uh you can go to sessionace.com and you'll be able to order a set of the session ace EST in ears uh for 99 bucks and I'm doing something kind of cool that eventually we may put in this package it may drive the price up a little bit but the first 10 people that order a uh, a set of these yep. uh are going to get a prototype of a Bluetooth cable that we're making for Ooh, this. Cool. So we're actually making an interchangeable Bluetooth cable for these that if you really like using it with your phone and you don't want to be tied to a wire and all that stuff, you just pop out your regular stereo cable, you pop on the Bluetooth cable, make sure it's charged up, but then you get about four or five hours worth of charge on a Bluetooth Very cool. for this in the same ear set. I've been uh, I've been working with the this third round of prototype now for about a month and uh, I've got 10 of them that I'm going to give to the first 10 people that order a set of the, uh, cool. the ESTs. A little incentive. Yeah, you can actually help me beta test uh, and uh, I, I'll, I'll be in direct contact with you to get your feedback on the Bluetooth cables and when we finally put out the final version, I'm actually going to send those 10 people uh, the, the final and Bluetooth I, cable for free. I will back free. these up because you gave me a pair early on. Yeah. So I've been using them in the studio. I've actually used them live a few times. They do sound fantastic. So... Very nice job with that. Yeah, I wanted something that sounded sounding great is got to be the the most important thing. Yeah, they've got to sound great, they've got to feel good and fit well, and then they've got to really withstand the rigors of and being the low used. end is beautiful. Yeah, because you don't normally get yeah, that until man. you get up into three, four, five way drivers. Exactly, and I won't go into the technology yep. here, but the technology we're using we really wrap does this give up, you. Man. Yeah, I got to well, be somewhere. Oh, you got to be somewhere. All right, so there's one other thing we haven't done, man. One. One other thing we haven't done that I'm super excited about. What you and got? Today, today we are going to roll out dialadrummer.net. Nice. The, the website. The it's website. Here. We've been talking about it for two months. Did you just put that trash right there? No, no. I'm going to I'm going to repack that, and I'm not going <laughs> to sell it to anybody. I'm going to repack it because I'm I'm OCD, and I'm going to end up. Those are that's going to be my fifth set sitting around that I'm going to use now. So, uh, so uh, but, how much for the open package? <laughs> Hey, man, can you knock off 30%? That one's open. I'll give you $20 right now. <laughs> man. All right, so. What so, you got? All right, so we gotta, we're going to open this website. Let's show the Dude, this is so this is so crazy. So uh, if you haven't already, uh, hopefully you've signed, you've gone to dialdrummer.net. You've signed up for the email list. Are you about to put on a hat? List. This is a party, baby. It's a party. This is a okay. party. Look at this. 
Where Brian now, is excited I want to be festive. I'm festive. I want this is an event. Happy this is website day. day happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Happy website day, guys. Website launch day. And I, I want I brought uh, I brought all kinds of awesome confetti oh, and I Lord. brought uh, I brought yeah, dude. And I brought, I brought a hat for you because this is an exciting day. We're opening our very own website for dialadrummer.net. It's a website. <laughs> Good Lord, the eclipse has turned Brian into a crazy it man. It really has. So we're going to flip. Here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to flip the switch on this website and get it going. Yes. Yes. Go, Brian. Go. <laughs> Can you tell I'm excited about this? Somebody's I really too had much to, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I really had to do this because it's like only like two mouse clicks and it's done. It's kind of, you know. <laughs> so, all right. So do here it. we go. Stop talking to me. Ten, <laughs> nine, eight, seven, six, Five, four, three, Do it. two, one. Did it launch? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. That was a heck of a buildup. <laughs> it's live, folks. <laughs> We're going to hit refresh. I told you this is exciting, right? Yes. We just turned into a PBS special. <laughs> <laughs> there it is! Yay! <laughs> Woo! <Confetti>! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, if you go to uh, dialadrummer.net right now, uh, you'll see the very beginnings of a website. <laughs> That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, wasn't, that, wasn't that exciting? That was great. That was almost as exciting as the kind of eclipse that we had. It still no, this, looked like this was better. The cloudy day this eclipse. <laughs> so, uh, if you would, you can go to dialdrummer.net now, and uh, you can you can get the the first uh, eight episodes. Number one, I'm still. Uh, I saw Adam Box in our our chat tweaking. room earlier. I'm tweaking number one, but hopefully by uh, next week we're gonna have uh, we're gonna relaunch uh, episode number one. Remix is what I'm calling okay. it. We'll clean it up, make it sound good, make it we'll look call good. Call it the Box Remix. But yeah, if you go to DialDrummer.net now, you will see all eight episodes there uh, in both audio and video. And by the end of the week, uh, you'll be able to subscribe in iTunes. So if you just like to listen to the podcast. People that are just listening to this podcast this week, though, have missed a heck of a whole lot. They have. They really this Put is, out some there's, info. A, there's a lot to see today. A lot to catch up on. Yeah. Too. So if you're on just the audio, now we can say that. If you're on the audio version only of this podcast, um, you'll want to go back and check the video because it was epic. <laughs> it was epic. We have confetti. <laughs> Nobody has confetti. <laughs> We're the first drum podcast with confetti. <laughs> I think we might we might need to do this every week. We'll We're just not be, even drinking. This is amazing. I know. I know. Why don't we start doing that? Oh my gosh! Oh, Lord. All right. So um, uh, you'll see there the the first eight episodes. The ninth one will be up next week. There's a wonderful reason I'll talk about next week as to why that'll be next week. Okay. Sounds but good. um, 
So yeah, go and watch, listen. Now you can share dialdrummer.net with your friends and uh, they can get in on the love. And what you're going to see over the next few months is we're going to start to populate the site with all kinds of great articles, tutorials, how-tos. We're going to point you towards other great things that we find across the internet so that uh, if we find out a a great article on a how-to or a lesson, well, we're going to put a link to it. If uh, there's some great product we want you to know about, we're going to make sure that you you know about it. If there's a great drummer that we find, or what I'm happy about is now, like when I go see drummers, amazing drummers like Zach Danziger, and I sit as close as I am to you, nice. and I take video with my phone, I can post snippets of that on our website, and you can actually see exclusive to our website, you can hear my garage door go up, and then you can see (laughs) Zach Danziger playing some amazing stuff. You can see drummers like that that we run across at any given time, and you'll actually get uh, kind of all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, it's a great great place to to visit. Uh, Very nice job. Thank you for checking us out. Yeah, so... We've got uh, we've got Jan, you know what we've got Jan Rico's record that I said we were going to give away. Right. So real quick, as uh, you tell everybody about all of the wonderful Social. information about how to get to us and get involved. With so us. you can reach us at our Gmail account, which is dialadrummer at gmail dot com. You can call us at eight four four eight three 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 seven eight six, and now you can go to dialadrummer dot net. Check us out. We're on all the social media platforms. And we do appreciate you checking in and paying attention to what we're doing. We really do appreciate the support. So who are we going to give this thing away to? All right, that's what I'm finding out now. I'm logging into our, our MailChimp account. I was going to I was gonna prepare a hat that had uh, slips of paper in it, but I used all the paper for the confetti. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, so what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look and we're going to see on our fan and subscriber list all these wonderful people that signed up this week. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, we're going to go give away two things today. Uh, the first thing we're going to give away is on the other side of you. We've got a DVD that we're going to give away. Thanks to our friends at Hudson Music. And uh, I could I could uh, do that and uh, put it in your camera there. Boy. So we're going to give away, this is the Modern Drummer Festival. Uh, what year is this? Like 2010, I think? Yeah, 2010. Yep. And we're going to give a, a pair, you want to give a pair of the drumsticks away sure. too with it? Yeah, we've got a pair of the Vader 8As in Hickory. Okay. Nice pair of sticks. All right. Give those away as well. So, uh, so we're going to give that away, and then we also have Jan Rico Scott's album that's been signed. So I'm just going to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just. I'm just going to. La 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 la. I'm just going to put my finger down on something and uh, actually put my finger down on something. There you go. Because that that's a lot more scientific than looking at the screen. Put my finger down on it. Michael Brady, thank you for subscribing to the uh, email list, and we're going to send out. I'm going to send you an email. We're going to get your uh, mail mailing um, information, and we're going to send you a copy of this Modern Drummer uh, Modern Drummer Festival 2010 DVD with some sticks. Thank you so much for signing up. Thanks for watching and listening and getting involved with Dial a Drummer. And then the other one, which of course, if I was if I was more prepared, I would have uh, <laughs> I would have done. Uh, had that over here, but uh, so I'm gonna just shuffle, 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 and I'm gonna put my finger down. And here's who's gonna get the copy of Jan Rico Scott's Life of a Dreamer on vinyl that's autographed, suitable for framing. 
Eric Avenger. Congratulations. Congratulations. You have a one-of-a-kind item that you should hold on to for the rest of your life. Signed by the man himself. Signed by the guy responsible for that great music. And uh, so, guys, we seriously, I I really do thank you. uh, From the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of the bottomless well of patience that (laughs) Shannon Corey has for me, uh, (laughs) we'd like to thank you for watching and listening and putting up with our silliness every single week. We will be here every week for you. to talk about drum-related stuff, to share great ideas with you, to uh, talk with folks that know a whole lot more than we do about stuff. Um, Make sure you come every weekend and hang out with us. It's a platform for everybody, and we do appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. So uh, get out there, play some great drums, put one foot in front of the other, and just make tomorrow better than today, man. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.